for this first one, this uh, episode one, if you like. We're going to just bring you some uh, news from the last sort of last week or so. Um, it's repetitive stuff that we keep seeing, and we just want to sort of cover some of it to say, you know, what we think it may be for the independent sector. We'd love you guys to get involved and obviously drop your comments um, as well. Um, and we're going to be covering today, um, first off, Vanarama. People might think it's not um, something to do with the independent sector, Nick, but you know, it it, it could be uh, it could be uh, something that we need to be considering moving forward. And then we're gonna then we're gonna skim over um, skim over. Can't really say we can skim over cap HBI and valuations <laughs> that are going on at the minute. It's not something we can skim over. It's something that um, is uh, is is gonna cause a few people a few problems. I think moving forward. Um, and then we've got obviously inflation and cost of living. Um, and some changes in the oil crisis and what's going on in in the Russia in Russia and the Ukraine is is having a bit of an impact on that. So um, we're going to get started, but uh, here's a little intro into Motor Trade Talk, and uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so we uh, we mentioned there at the start of the show, Auto Trader acquiring Vanarama for two hundred million. Great deal for Vanarama, um, especially seeing the the loss making that it is doing. But it's a powerhouse, and they've been spending a lot of money, haven't they, Nick? In terms of the brand, and it's a great brand. They've done a great job. Yeah, done really well. I think Vanarama is a is a good brand, uh, just as a brand to buy as much as anything else. They'll feel like they've won the. Uh, Premier League, not the conference or whatever it's called these days that they sponsor. Um, I, and I think from auto traders' side, like it, it's a big scary number, but it's kind of probably they've bought it instead of someone else buying it. Like who else really is out there at the top of that, you know, leasing game and especially commercials game? It, it could be a case of we want it and that someone else, no one else can have it. Yeah, and they've they've said that they're looking to expand on a leasing platform, um, which is you know part of their platform. And you know there was a quote, um, I think it was on Car Dealer Magazine, where they spoke to Catherine Ferris from um, Auto Trader, the COO, and she just said the the, the company's acquisition, and this is a quote: the company's acquisition uh, will expand the company's current leasing activity. So you know. Historically, we've probably always seen that you know they're just an aggregator. They facilitate the search and 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 for consumers to land. But obviously, they're, they're getting involved in wanting to deal direct with consumer, and they've seen that leasing is a growing element. Um, she also said it's about strengthening the existing proposition that we've had for a number of years in a small but growing segment of the new car market. Obviously, there's new car supply issues at the minute, but you know, where do you, what do you take from that? Well, it's my understanding that Vanarama actually have quite a lot of really good fleet contracts still in place for acquisition of vehicles. So while there aren't many available, to get as many as possible is definitely a strategic move on Auto Trader's part. You know, this, the statement kind of makes sense, but it's not just going to be about, you know, adding to what's a small part of the market. It's definitely not a small part of the market already. Um and I think it is strategic so that they've got the supply tied up as much as anything else. I think it's a good time for them to make the move at the minute. And if you think what's happening with um, 
new cars, I know we're really looking from an independent market point of view and a lot of that is around news. There is a lot of independent franchise dealers as well. But, you know, we're going to start seeing agency-based models. That's something that's coming. That's not going away. You know, it was talked about. It's happening. Agency-based models. Do you reckon that this could... I mean, I, I know that Andy Alderson of Vanarama has previously stated that they're well-positioned to be able to work with manufacturers um, within their agency-based model, direct consumer and facilitate uh, part of that journey alongside them. Do you reckon this is a good move for Auto Trader to be able to get direct consumer marketing um, alongside agency-based models that are coming to the market? Yeah, it's definitely a distribution-based model. I think when you think about agency model, everyone still thinks about maybe turning the franchise dealers into those you know, like delivery agents or supply agents, that's not going to be the case. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be national where possible. So, you know, that's definitely one one side of it. And, you know, when you say um, it's not, you know, how the new car market affects the used car market, we'll come on to pricing. But, you know, it's this lack of new car supply that's affected used car prices in the first place. So anything that auto trader changes around how they acquire new cars, and we all know that's how cars are priced these days for retail. It's auto trader. Uh, it's definitely going to affect the used market as well. So it needs to be watched very closely. Yeah. And on that note, I think as an independent, you know, dealer and, and everything else, um, do we have to consider what this play could mean for auto trader in the long term? From, an, from a used car perspective, do you think that this might be then the start of them dipping in their toe in the water towards direct-to-consumer? Because, you know, they've got to be thinking about something. They've got the best platform out there for research and information gathering. But as the online world has transitioned into, you know, all used car dealers getting better at it and, and learning more as they go along, putting vehicles in front of the customers and just getting better in general with their marketing efforts. Do you think that in the long term, you know, from a used car perspective, this is something that we might have to just be wary of that, you know, auto trader could be, this could be the start of them dipping the toe in or do you just think it's just purely, they're just sticking that direction? I think when something I've always said to car dealers is you don't sell cars you sell values of money that you're trying to turn into a bigger value of money it's as simple as that and again that'll come on to when we talk about values or trader are the same they don't sell used cars or even advertising space for used cars they just sell clicks they sell views they sell what whatever the customer wants and if the customer wants new cars or they want leasing or trader want them to come there and not somewhere else so ultimately, they'll be looking at the best thing to present to a customer when they come on that website. They don't want them to go to leasing.com or Lease Loco or even Vanarama. They want them to come to Autotrader and then stay there whichever way they choose to buy. And, you know, ultimately, you know, maybe it means more people on Autotrader, which could be a good thing for used car buyers, but it will mean that some of the people on there who were used car buyers may well now be Vanarama buyers. Yeah, and I think we just need to, you know, be wary of, of it. I think what I tried to do a great, great job. I'm, a, you know, I am a fan of them. I know a lot of people aren't. There is, they do have the, the pros and cons, should we say? Um, but you know, I think there could be a, a longer term play in terms of what they may might look to do around the used car market, especially with some of the acquisitions they've made 
in the future, like auto uh, in the future in the past, like Auto Convert, uh, which is a finance platform for everybody that doesn't know that. That you know they're getting a lot of data out there, and they've got you know a lot of people saying they, they make these acquisitions <clears throat> and what's what's come of them. They're all strategic. They know what they're doing. They're a powerhouse. They haven't got to where they are without you know some strategic decisions and i think they're, they're making the bigger play at the minute i think they've got a look for three four five years time and where this market's going to be yeah i think i think the thing is that they they need car dealers still at the moment the question is do they need car dealers in four or five years time if consumer behavior changes to the point where the dealer isn't the focus anymore and online is simply the focus yeah and i think um I think that's a consideration everyone's got to take, and I think actually we'll bring that up on a, on another, um, another you know on, on another show, and just sort of cover some of the things that people can be doing and easy hints and tips maybe, and we'll we'll see if we can get hold of anyone and try and bring them on the show and just sort of give some information mm -hmm. back just to make sure that I think that used car dealers have really got to start strengthening their own uh brand and their own online online identity i know it's something that a fair few that we work with are, are really working hard on at the minute including ourselves so yeah, yeah that sort of covers the auto trader vanarama i think now going into uh the next topic that we discussed cap hpi valuations they're starting to come down and um i think this is something that we were expecting. I think CAP were expecting it. <clears throat> um, they weren't expecting it in the, you know, in the back end of March. Um, I think they were definitely expecting it into April. But you know, a two point one percent drop. I think it was last week. Some people saying, "Oh, that's not a lot." It is when you multiply it by a certain amount of cars and what you've got on the forecourt and the prices that people have been paying. Um, and then going into April first, some of the price drops that we've seen. On some of the some of the tackle is just monumental. Um, what what's your take on it? I know you speak to a lot of dealers at the same time. It's it's kind of which take. I think there's a few um, there's a few possibilities. I think yeah, you're like you said. We expected the values to come down. I think everyone thought it'd be maybe a year's time. But the question is kind of why. You know, there is the cost of living. You know, there's the energy price rise, there's the fuel price rise. Um, I think there's also an element of new cars starting to be delivered, although there's been a lot of new car supply issues. There was a lot of cars ordered last year that are starting to drop through now. And I think as you as you see that, there is slightly more wholesale supply into, into the market. Um, Do you think that's going to be a knock-on from the consumer behaviour as well? Do you reckon we're starting to see it? I mean... I know there's a, you know, from a lot of dealers and a lot of the partners that I speak to that we work with, we're getting, a, you know, we are getting a bit of a change of mindset around, you know, we've had a, a fairly decent run, but it depends on their volumes I'm seeing. You know, if it, <clears throat> if, you're, if you're carrying lower volumes of stock and, you know, lower overhead, it's still okay. People are still having a good good enough time there's some good margins in it as long as you're buying right and you can do when you're not moving loads of metal in terms of volume but anyone who's moving you know 30 40 50 60 100 200 300 400 cars a month i would 
they're, they're, they're not all having a great time of being able to um, maximise on it. And I think we're getting a, an element of, of dealers starting to feel tired after two years of COVID and then walking into potentially this sort of downward trend that we're seeing and potential consumer behaviour. I know we've been getting a lot of, you know, people who are wanting to spend a certain amount are actually looking at, at downsizing and, and or, or the swapping swapping vehicles in and, and downgrading. Do you, do you think it's just a case of what's going on out there in the world? I think whenever there's multiple factors at play, you kind of get a multiplication of whether people can get over one issue or not another. So it can be, you know, all right, we've got gas prices going up, you know, okay, I can get over that. Oh, but fuel prices are going up. Mm, not sure about that. You know, then there's all oh, there's conflicts in the world and they can all multiply to the point where people go, do you know what, I'm going to put off that purchase or even worse, like you say, go, I'm going to go and downsize. Um, and then sometimes when their sales volumes affected, you know, your car dealer wants 15 grand back in the bank or even five grand back in the bank. It's not about that margin that's been made. There's a bill to pay. You know, I best sell that. And if that happens across every single fork or quite a lot, then values have dropped. Yeah, and I think the thing is, is fixed overheads don't change. You know, you've mm. got marketing costs and um, staffing costs. They're not moving anywhere, you know. So even if we're seeing a better profit per unit as such, um, but the volume's dropping, it, it it begs the question. I know, you know, I've had conversations with a few where they, they don't need to be carrying the same amount of staff. They're a mm. bit worried about that. Where does it go in the next two, three, four months? You know, I think there's just something that we have to be um, we have to be wary of. And, you know, some of these price drops, you know, that we've been seeing, um, you know, we've seen some dealers take up the discussion. I put a poll on, on the Motor Trade Talk Facebook group and at the minute only five people have actually responded to it but you know it's a hundred percent people saying yes they've seen some big price changes in their stock um coming into April especially April the first um and and then you know there is people who are, are getting clued up to it like James Witcher on the on the poll he put um you know lots of people are asleep at the wheel and still pay stu paying stupid money out there and i think he's right you know there's dealers that are getting a bit of sleep behind the wheel it's difficult we've got to we've got to fill the forecourts full of stock we can't sell empty spaces but you know where where does it go you know dave billsborough from the imda he said you know he thinks that it's going to be end of year we're going to probably see 13 to 18 percent down on where we were um which you know, I, I think that's realistic. What do you think? Yeah, and that again, that's that is a big percentage. You know, eighteen percent of a, a ten gram motors. What I don't know, eight thousand two hundred pounds or something instead eight thousand four hundred pounds instead of ten grand. It's a big, 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 big difference. Especially if you've been holding on to that car for a few months. Um, one thing that is interesting around this is we buy any car drop their prices. It was you know everyone was saying oh. They're not paying as much money for it. And this was a couple of weeks previous, you know, and where where did they get their information from? Well, it's a good sanity check, isn't it? Because they're, they're looking at wholesale at the same time. <clears throat> wholesale, excuse me, <clears throat> wholesale, what they're seeing on um, 
from their marketplace, which is growing obviously through Cinch. Unofficially. Um, unofficially. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, I think what we, we saw a couple of weeks ago was especially stuff that was 15, 20 grand up to sort of 50 grand's worth of value. They were chopping right down on it. I'm talking like they were coming in cap below. Mm. Where historically they've been coming in very strong in terms of cap clean. And that sort of set the precedent for us to sort of say, right, okay, you know, I, you know, personally sent out an internal distribution to our team saying, you know, this is where we're sat now. We're not that interested in paying anywhere near cap clean for certain items of stock. And like you say, we've got to watch what them guys are doing. You know, we've got to watch uh, what what we buy any car are doing. Arnold Clark do, you know, Arnold buys your car. Use some of these platforms just as a little sanity check. Whether it's once a week, log in, value a car. I know they won't like us saying that, and if they see it, but that's the truth. You know, let you give yourself a little sanity check. They're big players. They've got a lot of data. Whether we like them or not, we've got to listen and watch what they do. Yeah, and ultimately it comes back to stock turn, doesn't it? You know, it's overall having a big margin in the car, but if you if you can move those cars on quickly, you've got the cash in the bank and you can buy at whatever the current price is. But, you know, like you said, sitting on a load of stock is just not a healthy position at the moment. No, it's not. And I think that we've got to look at moving metal, like you say, get the metal gone, keep it shifting. Don't blow our brains out. Make some profit at the same time, but reinvest that um, in in stock that we don't feel like we're going to get caught out on. The biggest question in my mind is how quick are we going to see the decline towards that 13 to 18%? Because I think Dave uh, Billsborough is actually bang on with that. I mean, obviously, we're still going to be up on, 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 on the year before, even if it comes down to eight as much as 18%. But how quick are we going to see that decline? Will it decline fairly quick? And then will it just steady off into the back end of the year? Or, or do we, we do we see that coming um, steadily? And I think we need to, you know, Car Dealer Magazine are great for giving out information because they, they, they're getting it all day, every day. And, you know, listen to what Kate, Cap HPI have got to say. Um, you know, I think there's a few changes going on in, from what I'm getting told internally at Cap HPI. Um, and we start, we'll, we'll start to see some adjustments really sort of throughout this month and next. Um, so moving on to um, inflation and cost of living. Um, this is a, another big topic. And, you know, for the independent sector, again, it's something that we really do need to take note of. Nick, I know you've been sort of looking around this a fair bit and try and get some some information off you and what your thoughts are. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's plain for everyone to see that cost of living is going up. It's funny, people throw out around the word inflation and I'm not sure I'm exactly sure what it means. You know, exactly. It's something you hear in Westminster and, you know, this percentage and that percentage and we'll use quantitative easing and interest rates and it's all a load of nonsense a lot of the time isn't it but what really matters is what's in what's in your back pocket and that goes for us guys as well as our staff and our consumers really um and it you know in the face of it we all know electric and gas bills have gone up council tax has gone up costs of things in the supermarket have gone up or the sizes have gone down which 
might not be a bad thing for my waistline actually but you know they they, they do it in sneaky ways don't they and ultimately you end up finding that your shopping bill's getting bigger your gas bill's getting bigger and your staff are, are coming along saying you know i i, I need a, a pay rise as well at the same time as you know values of vehicles are going down and we're talking about margins potentially being squeezed again so it comes at us from all angles yeah fuel costs going up unless you're an electric car driver like you are now nick you know with your with your, with your tesla locking yourself out the office this morning <laughs> i'm not sure my wife's gonna <laughs> let me actually actually drive it because she thinks it's just hers but it's my new toy really <laughs> um Funnily, actually, you should say about some of that, because actually, last night I got a piece through that I was looking at as well. I mean, we've got other things that we need to consider in, in sort of this inflation, cost of living, you know, um, road tax, road tax has gone up, going up again. So vehicle exercise duty is going up again. And it's, you know, unless you're in an electric car, basically, your costs have gone up. Mm. So... Um, this is something that we've, you know, all these little things, they might not sound like a lot, but we've got to take into consideration some of these these bits and pieces when we're not just in terms of um, in terms of what the consumer will be doing within the market, but, you know, in the way that we deliver our services to the consumer, you know, the way that we break down our deals when we're presenting them, because they are starting to get conscious about cost of living and how much they're going to be spending each month. So I think from a, from an independence point of view, we've got to really sort of granulate how we perform in front of the in front of the customer and how we deliver the right information to them, so they they are making the informed choices, especially around sort of like finance finance products and and their affordability. Yeah, I don't think most people aren't daft. The, the cost of finance, for instance, isn't just that payment. It could be yeah. your insurance, your tax, the running costs, the you know the um, maintenance on the vehicle, the residual value at the end, even if it's not on PCP. You know there are places you can put more intelligence around that. Now it, it, it can be a bad thing because ultimately when you present a, a number that might be double the customer's payment as the total outgoings, um, it can be quite a scary number. And ultimately, that goes back to like kind of Anorama and Autotrader as to, you know, the advantage of new lease cars. People are almost willing to pay a bit more um, on the basis that, that they, know, they know those costs are going to be covered. Yeah, so I think really what you're saying there is, I mean, from our point of view, as an independent vehicle dealer uh, as such, we need to get as good as we can at the qualification process with our customers mm. and you know actually what makes it hard out there i think at the minute is the amount of information where people are saying don't tell the car dealer this don't tell the car dealer don't give them how much you want to spend a month and don't give them your expectations actually you know i think that's old hat depending on how the car dealer approaches it because you know i think it's a case of if we know what we're working with then we can advise correctly. And there might be options for the consumer that they didn't even think about, you know, a different type of car, something that's going to be overall running cost-wise a better option for them. And, you know, the other thing that we've really got to consider is the Bank of England base rate has gone up and we've had notification from several finance lenders 
finance companies with rate increases. So, you know, we've got to make amendments at our end to make sure that our consumers are getting the best deal they can do without trying to, you know, we've got to negotiate to try and keep our commissions because it's important to us. But on the same token, keeping a good rate to the consumer, making sure we're putting the right options in front of them um, is paramount. I think communication is the key. You know, it's kind of, if you're transparent up front, and that is obviously includes your website and your sales staff um, and other marketing, you know, then customers haven't got to hide information from you. If you're saying to them, look, here is the information on what this car's going to cost you, then they've got no reason to hide it from you. You know, ultimately, how many customers are you going to sell to just by trying to not give them the realities of the situation? Most are going to be switched on enough anyway. And are they going to choose the place that's given them all the information or the one that's been a bit, you know, low-key, shady about it? So let's empower customers and let's give them the reality of the situation, even if that is, look, interest rates have gone up because of this, this and this. This is what's been set by the finance companies. And, you know, we're trying to give you the best deal and and the reality of the, the true running costs. Yeah, proper transparency basically is the way forward. Don't try and hide anything from the consumers is, is, is essentially what you're saying, isn't it? Mm. So, um, yeah, I think that sort of wraps us up really for today. Um, gives us a little overview of some of the, 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 the most talked about topics. Like we say, there's going to be plenty more um from us it's not just going to be news it's going to be different bits and pieces we do want anyone to get involved make sure that you go over to the facebook group if you're not already on there um it's a closed group for automotive professionals it's motor trade talk um this will be obviously streamed on 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 the likes of um spotify uh anchor itunes some of the other major um channels that will go out on and obviously if you're watching it, it's on YouTube as well under Motor Trade Talk. Um, we hope this has brought some light on something, uh, some some bits, and hopefully covered them them parts for you today. If you've got anything that you want us to cover as well, you know any topics that you think would be beneficial, we're going to try and bring guests on to help as well. Just let us know. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, yeah, get involved. Uh, let's talk about what we've been over today and. Uh, we're, we're gonna make this regular again now yeah thanks nick thanks everyone thanks Have a great Steve. Day. cheers